Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it It's everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is andy and i am naomi <laughs> we're a real life couple a real life couple of comedians and on couples therapy we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners and i always love it it always makes me laugh when you change the tempo up mm, thank you thank you i try to keep it loose keep yes. it light you know keep you guessing andrew especially i mean hello Hello, 2024. Yes, 2024. We're in a brand new year, honey. We're two days into it. Brand new year, brand new you. Pff, same old me, honey. I'm going to tell you <laughs> that right now. It's so funny. You know, people are always talking where they're like, 2024, whatever year is like, it's going to be your year. It's going to be our year. Honey, 2024 is going to be a year. Okay? It ain't nobody's year. It's just a year in time. We're going to do our damn best. We're going to pound the damn pavement. We gonna try to fight to stay alive, but it ain't your year. It ain't my year. It's a year. Okay, take the pressure off. Take the pressure off. The year don't belong to nobody. I was just imagining you as it's it's World War II. You're a radio broadcaster saying this stuff. You're like 1942. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's a year. What do you want? What do you want from me? All right. <laughs> Maybe that's a little Mark Mar- Mark Marin. That's very. So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's more Mark Marin in 1942 as a radio. I'm giving broadcaster. good. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> I mean, are you okay, girl? It's like no, 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 no. But yeah, that's the energy. I'm just selling it like it is. Hello, what the fuckers? We're crashing Normandy today. I'm not into Mark Marin and WW2. I don't like this bit. <laughs> that's right. I got I got Henry Ford today. Yes, I'm going to confront him about the anti-Semitic stuff. <laughs> um, and what a great impression. <laughs> you know, it's really, it's good. I think, you know, submit it to SNL. Uh, let's see if we can get you on there. <laughs> Maybe on Weekend Update. That could be good. Every new person on SNL. Wonderful performer. 
and about 26, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Young, then, attractive. hey, this middle-aged guy that can kind of do a Mark Marin. <laughs> I don't know why, but he's... Looks nothing like him. He's really got Lauren's attention this year. I don't know what happened. That's how you find out Lauren Michaels is going senile. <laughs> I get hired somehow. <laughs> God, and then it'll be like, Andy, 2024 is your year. <laughs> That's really how it yeah, this is this isn't A here. This is actually my year. This is actually your year. <laughs> He is tickled, you guys. He is tickled beyond belief. I just love the idea. And it wasn't even a live audition, folks. If you don't know how SNL, usually there's a, a series of auditions, live auditions, where you perform to silence, to yeah. absolute silence. And then eventually, that's how you get hired. I just love the idea. You send him a video. Yeah, a TikTok. Yeah. I, it's just a TikTok. Lauren at NBC.org. <laughs> and then he sees a TikTok and goes, give me that kid. And then they're like, well, wait a minute. We're going to have to, someone's going to have to get power of attorney. Um, (laughs) This is not adding up. This is not looking good. You guys, we're doing something a little different today. We're starting off the new year. This is not always, but we thought, you know, this episode, we do not have a guest unless you count Mabel and Squee. But they're always guesting. Okay, they're friends of the show. Yeah, they're permanent guests. But it is just me and Andy here today to answer some questions, Hetty. Yeah, this is kind of like a Patreon episode. But not. Because it's because <laughs> it's original. We're on the original. We're on the classic feed. Classic. Okay, I say original. You say classic. I kind of think original and then maybe like Paige is extra crispy. I don't know. Yeah, I was when I hear original, right. it does make me think of fried chicken. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, who doesn't love it? Um, but and I believe KFC does have those phrases copyrighted. You can't okay, say yeah. original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't go again. I can't. I can't get in the Colonel's crosshairs. <laughs> okay, I can't. The legal team behind that Colonel. Naomi, let me pitch you something. Okay, okay. It's an Expendables, but with mascots. So you have okay. Captain Crunch, the Colonel. Andy, don't say this out loud. Someone's gonna take it from you. Someone's gonna take it from you. All that IP in one movie. It's impossible. Who's gonna Who's gonna agree to have all that IP on the same film? All right, you'd have to get. I feel like they're probably all owned by General Mills. Do you know oh, what I maybe. mean? Like they're all these different mascots, but they're all owned by one company anyway. Right. So it's like the Expendables, or it's what's that one with Will Smith was in it? And it was terrible, and then James Gunn did another version of it. Suicide Squad. Yes. Okay. So a Suicide Squad with mascots. Andy, stop the it. Tricks this Rabbit. is good. Stop it. This is good. You can't be saying this stuff this is, for anybody to take and use. This is not good, by the this way. It's just appropriate for 2024. And it's something that would make $500 million. Okay. Yes. It would make Barbie numbers. Okay. It would. It would. Can I copyright an idea using someone else's IP? No. Look. Hey, I'm going to say this. If a producer is listening to this and they're like, holy shit. They're just going to make it hire someone else. Me. They're going to hire Seth Rogen. Fine, hire us. Seth Rogen, you can produce it. But I'm saying there's going to be like, Seth Rogen will be the voice of Cat Seth Rogu? I did not say <laughs> Seth Rogu. Rogu from, from American Dead. No. <laughs> okay, he's delirious. You guys, I'm worried about 2024 now because this is the energy Andy's bringing into it. And I'm concerned. I'm concerned he is unhinged already. And like technically we're still on vacation, so it's like what has already broken you? <laughs> Good lord. You know what? I'm gonna take the reins now <laughs> okay. because this one's dizzy and lightheaded over here. Well, Naomi. I, I was gonna read it. You wanna read it? I told you I'm taking the reins. 
I want to start off today's episode with a comment. All right, I'll take a comment. A listener wrote us at the Gmail account, mm-hmm. CouplesTherapyPod at Gmail. Yeah, right. Okay, why don't you read this? Hi, Couples Therapy. Thank you so much. I look forward to listening to every new episode and absolutely adore the two of you. Your humor, energy, and incredible sincere advice and attention to your guest and audience is very special. Here's the tea. Today, I just broke up with a friendship I had with someone of three years. Since knowing her, she's been very fun to hang out with, going to queer events, concerts, thrifting, but had three very codependent relationships with women. She's a les slay. <laughs> so this person writes in parentheses. And during the two weeks between each breakup, I'd spent a lot of time going out with her and helping her to repair her sadness and hurt. When each of these three relationships got more serious, I would see less and less of her. I know she knows she has a love addiction issue and would tell me that she wants to stop. After almost a whole year of scheduling plans to have her cancel last minute, not to mention most recently canceling to see me after getting gender affirming surgery to go hang with her girlfriend instead, Hmm. who she lives with. Let me read that back because it's a little after almost a whole year of scheduling plans to have her cancel last minute, not to mention most recently canceling to see me after getting gender affirming surgery to go hang with her girlfriend instead. Who she lives with. So, okay, hold on. Can we just break this down for one second? Yes. So our listener, and we know the, just the, how how long it takes to go through this and the recovery time is fairly lengthy for gender affirming surgery. Right. And also what a monumentous occasion it is in a person's life. Yes. You see what I'm saying? All of this stuff together. And their friend was like, hey, sorry, I have to hang out with my live-in girlfriend. You gonna see them at night, okay? You gonna see your you gonna girlfriend. see them in the morning. You Thank gonna you. see them at night, and you telling me you can't hang out. So, mm. so this mm. is why you know. Our writer- After a year of canceling, by the way, I had a friend that I hung out with a lot when I moved here. Yeah, and then at some point they just started like canceling plans. Yeah, I mean maybe it was like <laughs> I don't want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> but then I don't know why you would say yes. And anyway, the point is, I stopped hanging out with them. Right. Nothing. There's no, no yeah. drama. I right, just stopped right. hanging out with them. Oh, okay, that was a story? Okay. <laughs> Y'all, okay. So, <laughs> they said, we hung out today, surprised she actually followed through, and shortly she began talking about if I know anyone in her line of work to get her gigs and saying we should work together because I know people in these fields, and I was so grossed out. She then started to spill that all her friends and her siblings stopped talking to her and blocked her from socials. She said they mistreated her because she, surprised, didn't follow up with plans she made with them and because they're toxic. It was so awkward, but when she told me about this, she said that she's happy I'm a real friend and she'd never use me. She's an idiot because she just added herself. And that she was sorry for never caring for my feelings before, as I've spoken to her about <laughs> not being a consistent friend. I looked her dead in the eye and told her, what you just said about not caring for my feelings is why I can't be friends with you. I told her I have Ooh. friends that reciprocate the love and support I share with them. I wish her the best. Told her I don't hate her and said she's too smart to mistreat the people closest to her. This was a big step for me, and I want to thank you two again for promoting, advocating for yourself within your show. You two are so vibrant and provide such a safe space. Wow. So much love and wishing you an amazing new year. Best anonymously iconic. Wow. (laughs) Okay, you know what? That's the 2024 vibe. Being anonymously iconic. That's the vibe in 2024. So being iconic, but not be, but uh, dissociating from your ego. Is that what the word I'm well, looking for? Sh- just like not being like, because because otherwise the the iconicity is always filled with ego, the right? Iconography, <laughs> exactly. It is removing ego. It is also like literally moving through the world calmly, knowing your worth and setting the boundaries. 
Anonymously iconic. Anonymously iconic. Okay, that's the vibe. That's it. Thank you. Because, you know, I've needed something. I've needed something to sort of focus my energy towards, to really rally around, to say what what is happening. You know what I mean? There's also this, when we say anonymous, it's also selfless, mm. right? Like, and, you know, when we talk about taking action, um, both, you know, interpersonally, socially, politically, taking the ego out of it, saying what is what is the greater good? What is the goal? What, where can I be the most of service, even if it's not glamorous, even if it's not, you know... It's more than posting an infographic, okay? And it may not get you the same attention that but, doing that does. But wait, but you have to be anonymously iconic. But I can still post a black square on Instagram, right? No. No. No, you can't. I'm so sorry. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. Yep, you gotta, you gotta delete your whole feed. Your entire Instagram <laughs> it's all, it's feed is black, black squares. squares. You gotta delete it. You gotta delete it. <laughs> wow. Anonymously iconic. That's it. Listener, thank you for introducing a new phrase into our lives that I think will orient us towards the future. A rallying cry, if you will. A rallying cry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, All right. Andy, let's get to let's get to one of these questions. Yes. Do you remember I think it was Lauren's episode that you put a call out for petty questions? Always. I'm also just like give me give me me- messy, petty. It's just the messier the better. Okay? Like that's the stuff that is just like, oh, God, shoot it into my veins. Yes. So maybe every like three or four months we should put a call out for a whatever specific vibe you're feeling. Yes, 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 yes. Those kind of questions. So I guess you were feeling petty. <laughs> Aren't I always? Lori Petty. By the way, Lori, I uh, would love to have you on the show. <laughs> petty LaBelle. Patty, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> so this comes to us from Gmail. Okay. Mm-hmm. Christina says, Hi, Andy, Naomi, beautiful animal babes, and esteemed guest. That's, well, that's going to have to be us. Yes. We're our own esteemed guests. My name is Christina, she, her, and I'm looking for suggestions on how to harmlessly, okay. harmlessly, it's in asterisks, taunt my extremely annoying coworker. Okay, that's fun. Harmlessly taunt. This might be up Andy's alley. Okay, go on, go on. Yeah, I do feel like harmlessly is, if this was word art, it would be like vapor, kind of like wafting mm. in the rest of the words. Uh-huh. Because you really harmlessly taunt. You're not, there's no harmless taunting. <laughs> really, what you want is, you just want it to be gentle, but you want was, them to feel the barbs. I was going to say, it's like, I'd like to softly terrorize yeah. the people closest to me. <laughs> is there a very light way I can stick this javelin through someone? All right, let's get back to this. I work in a very niche and very cutthroat segment of the performing arts. Ooh, what? All of it, ain't it? Niche, niche and, cutthroat. and cutthroat. Gallery owner? What is it? One of my colleagues is someone I've known since undergrad days, and we have always had a strange relationship, probably because we are direct competitors. Ooh. She has gaslit me on multiple occasions about totally inconsequential things and finds subtle and sneaky ways to make sure I know that she is above me and that's in quotes (laughs) the above all this said i don't actually think she's a bad person (laughs) all right that's nice of you very gentle of you yes because based on that last paragraph i do think she's a bad person yeah but (laughs) i have very strict moral boundaries we share many mutual close friends and i believe that everyone goes through phases of having to front their way through the world at times Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that said I would like advice on how to approach her with humor and levity. I have caught her in several small lies, how she doesn't drink coffee. That's in quotes. And regularly deal with her moralizing some random behavior. 
telling me she doesn't shop where I shop because it isn't green. Ugh. Barf. <laughs> my biggest coping mechanism is humor, and I think my relationship with her could be improved by knocking her down a few harmless pegs. <laughs> Again, harmless doing some vapor work there. Any thoughts on how to lovingly tease someone who, who obviously struggles with insecurity? I don't need her to know, but it would be nice for her to know I'm not a threat so that maybe we can be actual friends. Silly comebacks, pranks, and jokes of all kinds. Welcome. Love y'all. Christina. Okay. Uh, silly comebacks, pranks. <laughs> okay, pranks. I'm no George Clooney. But my... Here's Don't you guys on Mythic Quest? Don't you have fun? Don't you like put whoopee cushions down on each other's <laughs> chairs? Absolutely. Constantly spitballs. You know, always taking straws and spitballs at people in the middle of their scene. Um, no, but here's a question, though. Because we are talking about somebody who's very insecure. Someone who's got to puff up their chest yeah. to feel better. My question, though, is... Is this somebody who can take a joke? No. Oh, that right? kind of person. Like that, that kind of person cannot. This this is what I'm saying. I'm like, Christina, I'm not sure if like, you know, it's 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 gotta be real jokey. It can't if, if it's even if it's even this person sharp, this person will like literally like be like, she was so mean to me. No, I don't even think that. I think their identity is a house of cards. When you when I see mm. people like that, and I know when I've I, I don't do that very often, but I know that there are times when I have had, when I've said something to make, you know, like, well, I sold this show or whatever, right? To make someone think better of me. Yeah. And I come out of that and I, like, I say that and then I, and then they're like, cool. And then I go, I feel like a piece of shit for saying yeah. that. So I've stopped doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I know that I said it out of insecurity. So if someone does it all, all the time, right? Their entire identity is, right. is, vapor it's just yeah it is just dust yeah and you trying you saying this stuff is like taking a fan to their identity and just spreading the ashes everywhere right 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 the ashes of their self <laughs> but i do think okay you're not wrong you're not wrong i do think though when there is like so for instance this thing about like oh i don't drink coffee but then you you see them drinking coffee you see her drinking coffee i think that's not the stuff you make the joke about i think don't the the best use of this tactic, the harmless taunt. I don't know if any taunting can be harmless, but like kind of the joke, the sense, basically in essence, what you're trying to say is like, I see you is basically what you want to say. But okay, I'm sorry. Even before I get to this, you're like, well, maybe we can be friends. No, y'all can't. Stop. <laughs> what you talking about? This person sees you as a threat. This person only finds their value in knocking you down. You don't want to be friends with them. It's like, even if you joke back, it's not going to necessarily feel like, oh, now we're buddy-buddy. I think what you, what, at best what you can kind of aim to have from this is this sense of like, keep the, you want this person to know they can't bring this attitude to you. That's at, the best thing you can do. And again, you can't obviously change that. They're going to do what they want to do. But like, I think the point of whatever you say is to kind of say like, I see you and stop trying to cut me down. That's mm. it. But this person will never be your pal. Y'all go way back. You're in the same field. So there's a familiarity since you go back. But familiarity and friendship are not the same things. I say end every sentence you say to them with okay. Okay. you B word or you C word. You <laughs> you B word. Well, you can say the actual word. No, no, I know. No, no, I actually think you should. It's a workplace. So you should say you B word. You C word. Okay. So that's like a fun option. That's fun. <laughs> I don't know if I call that fun. but well, it's, it's gentle. It's gentle. <laughs> Do you really think that's gentle? No, no, I don't. Um, I think, you know, it's interesting because I would need something specific. I was like, oh, I don't shop there because it's not green. And it's like, 
I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to. Th- I need more specific instances to kind of come. Well, up let's with the play. Let's play this. Okay. okay let's try to- I'm drinking coffee. Wait, which one are you though? <laughs> are you the nemesis? Or you- yeah, I'm the nemesis. Okay. And I go, oh, I don't drink coffee. What's that in your cup, sis? Well, it's Descafe. <laughs> Okay, 1995 commercial. <laughs> it's Sanka. Is it Sanka? <laughs> you should go. Oh, is it Sanka then? <laughs> that could be fun to really no, no. I, I just say the stuff that you drink. That's that's coffee. What I drink is a, a rich Colombian uh, uh, liquid. <laughs> oh my lord. Oh, okay. You get that at the same Starbucks as everybody else, don't you? It's like yes, but when when it enters my mouth, it transforms. I'm I'm quite like Jesus, you know. When Jesus turned water to wine, my body changes what you pedestrian peasants drink into I'm, this rich Colombian liquid. I'm quite like Jesus. That's funny. Bye. Like it's. I think also too, it's like repeating back what someone says mm. and they say something crazy. I think is like very funny because to me sometimes I'll be like. Because you're basically repeating what the person said and you're highlighting the ridiculousness of it, but you can either say it and then laugh like, oh, that was a good joke. Mm. And then that person is like, oh, they think I'm a joke. They think I'm joking, but it's like, oh, actually, I was serious. And then they have to look within and say, well, why did somebody think that what I just said was a joke? Because it was so ridiculous, maybe? Well, you can do. You can do. You know, I don't drink coffee. You don't drink coffee. And just absolute silence for a long time after <laughs> just that. A long just stare at them. Yeah. No, well, then you're never going to become friends. <laughs> that's the- well, then I don't think the friendship part is possible. Yeah, no, it's so not I'm po- saying it's not even not possible. Like it's not something you want. What you want is this person to not be so annoying. Yes. <laughs> that's that's what you want. Like it's not friends. You just like want them to stop it with the comments all the time. Um, I think it. Yes, yeah, sh- I think it is. You. You know. I don't, again, and because I think the kind of person who does this is very, you know, definitely can dish it, but can't take it. Definitely, like, is probably even dishing it without knowing, right? Like, Mm. I don't know, because sometimes I think, you know, I think about people who are naturally critical, where it's like, that's their default. I see. But they don't necessarily even realize what they're doing. But what's with the pathological lying? That's the thing where it's like, I don't drink coffee, you do drink coffee. Right, right. Um, Oh, I don't shop there because it's not green. Where do you shop? Can I see the tag on the back of your shirt? And then you just like pull their shirt off their body. I would to say see where they shop. Hey, freak! Unless you yeah, make start with freak. everything you own yourself, somewhere in that chain, if you live in America, somewhere in the chain of consumption is something fucked up. Well, I don't. So I, that's not the kind. So of- you can eat my ass. How about this? And every sentence you debunk what they say. Yeah. I go. So why don't you eat my ass, pal? Okay, and then and then you walk out. Okay, and you should make sure to be wearing high heels. Yeah. Okay. Whenever you guys are wearing high heels, so that you can spin on the heel and then click, 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 click away. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's dramatic. That's Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know what, else, what what I don't know how to like I don't know I truly don't know how to gently read someone. No, no, no. I, I go for either. someone's ju- if I'm going to attack someone, I really do go for their jugular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know you do, and it's funny, <laughs> which is why I don't like yeah. to do it. Well, yeah, it's like because for you, it's not about an art. It's about like let me cut you down. Which again, not you being like a crazy person, but you're like, well, if the game is me cutting you down, I'm just gonna say the thing about you that I know is like the worst, and it's like, yeah, that's not fun. But like, I do like I gently have I like make jokes with my friends. That's different. Like that's the thing. Well, if you sure. have a friend, like. My friends and I, when we grew, you know, growing up, hanging out, when there's nothing to do, 
all you do is make jokes about each other. But you're not an asshole about it. Right, 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 right. I mean, when it's also, someone... Also, Sorry, go on. I think also, too, you know, this whole idea, too, of, like, I want her to know I'm not a threat. Because so, that can be separate from, again, this is the reason why this is tricky. Because we keep saying the same thing. This person is insecure and you can't change them. Because they'll whether you are nice or not, and I'm assuming you're already nice, right? Like, you're, you're, you, you're not, first of all, you're a listener to this podcast, okay? So you're a good kind soul. Soul, not sold. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> sold. Honestly, put 2024 in the trash. I've already failed. Um, <laughs> but I don't think you can necessarily make them feel that you're not a threat because that's part of their insecure. Being insecure is the feeling that somebody else is coming for your job, that you're not good enough, that you're whatever else. Everyone's a threat. Exactly. When you're insecure, everyone's a threat. Exactly. So I think that, you know, the thing to do, even like when they say something where you go, you know, or like when when this she is like trying to kind of be haughty or seem like whatever, just being like, okay, diva, good for you. Oh, that's you good. know what I mean. That's like, actually good. So that way, when they're kind of doing it, you almost like kind of gas her up a bit, like play that. And that's not me saying that, like, you know, it shouldn't be too facetious. But you know, when someone's like, oh, I go, okay, get it, yes, all right, this is your world, this is you. So that way, it's kind of like basically whatever she's saying, what you're showing is that like that doesn't hurt me that's not a reflection on me that doesn't bring me down basically it says do you boo boo like whatever whatever her thing is that she's trying to do it's like okay get it it's like i'm gonna be over here working <laughs> like, you know what i like to do in that vein when someone says something like this like you say say one of the things that that person said or just make up one you know i really don't like to go to events on thursdays because thursdays are when all the tryhards go great And then I'd be like, okay, Thursday. I'd be like, okay, no Thursdays. You're missing all the good hors d'oeuvres. Uh-huh. You know, whatever. And just be like, you know. Cool. Oh, God. I, you know, I love, I, love, I love stretching out cool into multiple syllables. Yeah. I love going, cool. Whenever you know? whenever someone like flies down Hollywood on a an ATV or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, does yeah. happen. Hollywood Boulevard. 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 Uh, I go cool. I know. So he's like, "Good for you." I like I like that hard, sharp word with that inflection on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Because <laughs> it really does. I'm just like, what do you? How how do you respond to that? Right, 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 right. But it's also like, okay, get it. And then it's also I think a big thing too with this kind of person too, keeping it moving as much as possible. Yeah. So like when they kind of say something, it's like quick little response and exit like mm. you and i are not getting it back and forth i ain't got nothing to prove for, to you and i also don't want to keep hearing you mm. so it's like <laughs> keeping it in motion as much as possible can you wheel around in a chair okay <laughs> can you walk around in roller skates something to just get yeah, you on com- the move and away from them combine these awesome and then spin around yes and then pogo get on a pogo stick and jump now, out of there that brings me back to expendables <laughs> that's the frosted flakes tiger that's a tony the tiger action Pogo oh, he gets stick. On a yes, stick? is a pogo stick jumping around? He's the explosives expert, Tony the Tiger. Absolutely. What Absolutely. other mascots are there? All I can think of is like cereal and then fast food. So you would have grimace in there, I guess. I wouldn't. I think it would be hamburger. I think it would all. I think it would, it would be all cereals to me because you have such a range of options. But it started with the Colonel. He's got to be. Is the Colonel okay? How's this though? He's in charge. Yes, the Colonel's He's the in M. charge. He's the M. He yeah. gives them their mission if they yeah. choose to accept it. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have, um, you know, the Trix Rabbit. He's a master of illusion. Naomi. He's really bringing Now You See Me Naomi. energy. 
serial killers. Don't say it on mic. Someone's going to steal this. <laughs> if, any, if anyone, I realize we do not have the rights to any of these characters. I realize that. But come the fuck on. And I realize that they probably would not allow us to do an R-rated film with these characters. You know what? Consider, I guess we, we're going to consider this like timestamp informal copyright, you know? Yes. When this episode drops, this is the moment the idea became <laughs> solid gold. <laughs> Okay, next question. All right, we've got a voicemail. Your favorite, Naomi. I love it. Can you play it right now? Hello, Naomi, Andy, and very delicious guest. Um, I'm going to prefer to remain anonymous. Um, I've put myself in a bit of a pickle. Quick backstory. Um, I went to college with these two girls. Uh, Let's just call them Carrie and Jack. I was in Carrie's year, so we just always hung out more. Um, And Jack was in the year below me. Carrie and Jack were always really close, and they moved in together as roommates um, after college. I really only hung out with Jack, the girl in the year below me, as a result of hanging out with other people, mostly Carrie and another one of our really close mutual friends. I really liked uh, Jack, where we shared similar values and are very politically aligned, but I prefer her in small quantities. Um, Anyway, Carrie, um, the girl who was in my year, she moved out of state recently to move in with her boyfriend. Um, So when Jack was looking for a new apartment, she was very limited um, because she had a lot of um, important criteria, one of which was she had to live on the bottom floor because she recently got hurt after she hit a car, but got hit by a car. Whoa. And um, just can't walk and climb stairs a lot. Um, Anyway, I suggested she move into the duplex next to mine since the apartment met a lot of her criteria. Um, So now we're neighbors. Um, And this person that I like in small quantities, who's not super fun to hang out with, um, she's kind of a downer and just honestly takes everything way too seriously. I see her every day now. She also wants to hang out a lot, and I just don't have time to do a lot of spontaneous hanging. I work full-time. I don't think she does. I also go to school part-time, and summer school is really kicking my ass. And I'm also planning a wedding. Um, I feel bad saying no to her a lot because I hate being that person that's like, oh, my God, I'm so busy and I'm, like, never available. But I just don't want to be super tight with her. Um, and to make things even more awkward, my partner, who's literally, like, just the nicest person ever, very polite, very amenable, and never says anything bad about anyone, just doesn't like her. My partner has also vetoed her coming to our wedding, which is fine by me, uh, but it'll be awkward because we're inviting uh, two of our closest mutual friends, so I just don't know how to approach that or if I should even approach it. Um, Anyway, please help me. Um, I've done this to myself um, because I'm too nice, but I'm also not nice enough that I'm going to let us get very close. Um, I don't know what to do. Please help me. Thank you. Well, you know what? (laughs) Once they find out they're not invited to the wedding, your problem is solved. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's over. That's going to be a big one. That's going to be a big one. That information, and I don't know if that's something you say in advance. I think because here's the thing on one hand just somebody just because someone's in proximity doesn't mean that like there's an actual closeness there right there's a physical closeness and a versus emotional closeness and you've known each other for a while but as you said this is a small doses friend and i'll say this let's let's actually call physical proximity geographic closeness because right. that's even that's yeah, not, sorry, even, it's like, not even clear yeah it's literally geographically close to you right 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 um i think so yes, I think you're really you're really right, Andy. It's like not 
being invited to the wedding will be like the real clear sign. Yes. Like, oh, okay, this person, you know, Jack will know, oh, this person doesn't want to be my friend and I'm not close to them as I thought. Okay, but let me throw this at you, Naomi. Throw it. Weddings are expensive. Of course. Even like we did a modest wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay. They might think, oh, well, maybe they just didn't have the money. So maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't like I was imagining our caller clapping dust off their hands. You know, like problem solved. Right, right, right. But maybe it doesn't. Well, I don't know because here's the thing. Because they're saying that other other friends from back in the day have been invited. Right? So like other friends that Jack and our caller share have been invited. So then Jack will be the kind of one of the ones out. You see what I'm saying? It would be different if it was like, oh, yeah, none of the back in the day college friends are coming or were invited. But there are some people that like we did not that we are friends with, but we didn't invite to the wedding because we just haven't hung out with them for a while. And we had to make a you know, we had to put a dividing line somewhere. But we still like those people and they're still our friends. I understand. But I think when you live right next door to somebody who you've (laughs) known for over 10 years. Uh Right. Because if they go way back to college days and now this person is right next door, literally, Uh I think they would think that maybe they made the list. Uh And so I think that's why we'll be telling. But I also think, okay, when it comes to hanging out and this person being in small doses, I think you have to just kind of like, I mean, because all the things you said are valid. Like, even if you did like them a lot, as you said, working, going to school, planning a wedding, and also just wanting to have your own personal That's time. That's so much. You got a lot going on that are like very real things that if you said to, if you said to this person like, you know, instead of like, oh, can we hang out? Can we hang out? I think your response could be like, hey, between work and school and planning the wedding, my time is very limited. And then you can say, Let's get coffee next month. Like something where you basically are kind of setting the tone being like, hey, and the reason why I say next month, for example, is just because we live next to each other. I'm not somebody you can pop in on. I'm not somebody who's available all the time. So you give that person an availability that indicates the extent to which you want to hang out with them. Because like when it's a friend, you're like, oh, yeah, like let's, you know, come come over next week is a different relationship than I'll get coffee with you in four weeks. Yeah. And I think you can, because you do, you have to make sure, given that they live next to you, that they do realize that you're not going to always be around. Yeah. Even if they weren't someone who you um, could only take in small doses. Yeah. But it's just like, it's so weird to me because now that we're adults, now that we're adults, you know, in middle age, uh, I'm finally calling us adults. Okay, thank you. Thank you. We've earned it. <laughs> there are people, like, people I love best, like, great friends of mine who live here w- in the same city with us, I see maybe every six to eight weeks. Yeah. Because same. we're a, we all have busy lives to lead. I and know. So, but I will say, if there was, like, like, if one of my good New York friends who, or just somebody who I've known a long time, suddenly lived down the street, I'd hang out with them a lot. Would you? Yes. Down the street? Yeah, because it's like an an easy relation. Again, because here's the other difference too. Jack feels differently about the relationship than obviously our caller does. Uh-huh. So again, so it's, if it's like, you know, like if my friend Kate from New York, she's married, she's got kids. I wouldn't be like, hang out with me, let's go to a party but, or, or something like that. But I would be like, hey, can I just come over, sit on the couch or I'll help you out, you know, with like kid stuff or can I just pop over after you put them in? Like I would do that with somebody who I have like a long-term friendship with where to hang out would not be work. It wouldn't be to perform or present or be like, we have to go to a movie or go to a this. I yeah. I I guess if like 
if like one of my best friends moved down the street, I would see them probably weekly. I mean, and especially um, if they were next door. And then also, you know, something that caller did mention, you know, Jack was in a car accident mm-hmm. such that they can't even, you know, climb stairs and like need a ground floor apartment. How is that also? And I don't know the extent of all that, but how is that limited Jack's social life, social life? literal mobility kind of like yeah. you know what i mean because then you are yeah, that's an easy person to hang out with because you're right there yeah that's actually really rough that's a that's a that's a difficult thing because right. jack's mobility is limited possibly yeah possibly yeah, yeah yeah and so now there's this kind of like well i don't know maybe they can't maybe there's this all this kind of like i don't know the caller said you know there's a, a moral kind of consideration right but they're like I'm nice, but I'm not so nice that I want to waste my mortal life. Well, right. But you're nice enough to not draw the line. Yeah. You're too nice to draw the line, but also not nice enough to actually show up. So it's actually the worst of both worlds. Yeah. Because basically, if you were really nice, you'd be spending this time. You'd be spending a bunch of time with a person you don't want to hang out with, you know, but you don't. And so that's why I think it is like, take it first again, go back to trust me. Once this person's not invited to your wedding, that will be clear. I don't think it's something you tell them in advance. I don't think you ever have to justify. <laughs> no. you, you never have to justify like a wedding list. And like, again, <laughs> weddings are expensive. And it's also your time to celebrate with the people closest to you. And nobody Maybe. gets to tell you, why aren't I important enough? Going over, knocking on the door. And you have like a plate of cookies you just baked. And you're like, hey, I just want to let you know you're not invited to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but here's some Toll House cookies for you. <laughs> um, so it's that's not one of those. And I think that like, Again, if this is a person in small doses, you need to set the tone. And it's not just being like, I'm not available. I think it is, hi, I'm busy for these and these and these reasons. Why don't we get coffee in early February? Yeah. And that just what lets are you doing that person in 2026? Know. Exactly. Like, hey, I can see you after the wedding. But um, I think it's you set the parameter. You let this person know, hey, I'm not an every, I'm not a weekly hang. I'm not. I may not even be a monthly hang. I got other stuff going on. Wish you well, blessings. But I can't be there all the time. Okay, how about this though? Can you handle them over text? Like, is this a text friend? That's what I'm. I'm assuming it must be texts. But what? No, I'm saying it's, it's, instead of in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because maybe you can be like, hey, you know. Maybe you can be friendlier over text. Oh, I see. You're saying do a little more engaging over text. Yes. No, because I think that sends the wrong message. All right. Because cause even if you were texting this person a lot, that then creates an emotional tether. Mm-hmm. And our caller doesn't have it in them, especially saying that, you know, this is a person that's very serious, kind of dour, mm. a little tough to engage with. I can't imagine it being better over text. Somebody negative and dour, can... and now you have no inflection whatsoever. It's like, Jesus. But you could just send them like an Austin Powers gif. <laughs> oh yeah then they'll really stop hanging out with you quite honestly you can do that why don't you ruin it on your end <laughs> by just sending back silly emojis you're like hey, yeah my uh, my spine really hurts ever since i got hit by the car and then you just go yeah baby there's <laughs> yeah that person will leave you alone that person will absolutely leave you alone. so maybe this is maybe that's a way you can get them to yeah to stop trying to hang out all, with of, you. Your, all of your text responses are austin powers <laughs> <laughs> oh lord maybe in, what, if, what if i create an app not to pitch another idea oh, an app called God. small doses it's for annoying people to okay. connect with each other okay great 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 and the app it like limits it to 15 minutes of video chat less less each than thing 15. has to be 45 seconds oh wow okay 
So okay, each, so yeah, really so it's a just... video. So you upload it, and it's kind of like sending a voicemail or Marco Polo or one of those right, things, right? But, it has a limit. but it's only forty five seconds. Solid forty five. And you could only, you could only send it every like four days. Okay, you know that could actually save lives. That could actually, Andy, okay, Andy, you're really coming into 2024 with some ideas. You really said this is the year I make a change. Yeah. I change the world. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not anonymously iconic. I am publicly, publicly iconic. Thank you. Publicly, publicly iconic. I I went into my brain. I'm like, quick, quick, Uh, opposite of anonymously. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, while your brain's rebooting, why don't we take a quick break? And we'll be right back after this. Yep, just me and Andy, we back up in here yeah. helping you help yourself, okay? Yeah. We've got a bunch of questions. So usually what happens is I prepare three questions for all of our guests, right? Right. right. Most of the time we get to two. Right, especially because, you know, with, I've noticed too with the guests that we don't really know as well or someone we know but we've like gotten in a juicy little angle, some yeah. tea that we didn't know. The conversation up top ends up longer. You know, we tell our guests, you guys, we tell them we're not going to take up more than an hour. We say, you know, about an hour. Really, we're really trying to keep it right and tight. We're not trying to take these people's time, which means it's limited, which means I'd rather hear more about you. Yes. And then sometimes in the back half, then we only can do two cues. One hour, no video. One hour, no one video. video. That's our promise to people. It's our promise. You do not, you should not have to come here and make up ready to do a podcast. No. Okay. The worst thing the devil ever did was put podcasts <laughs> up on YouTube. Okay. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Would that be better that listeners, would you love it if we put up all the video on YouTube? Well, we're not going to, but I'm just curious. You will see me so undone. It's not even <laughs> funny. And you know what? We don't have to be done. Okay. I said open heart, loose butt. I didn't say face beat. Okay. It's just an open heart and a loose butt. Open your hearts, beat your face. It's, it's time, time for, for couples therapy. therapy. Naomi, why don't you play that next question, please? Hi, my name is Casey. Hi, sorry. Hi, Andy. Hi, Naomi. You're beautiful. 
I randomly show my friends pictures of you that I signed through Google Images, and in every picture you're, like, embracing each other and looking like you're living your best life. So, you know, and other times I would be, like, super happy about it. Right now, <laughs> um, right now I um, just had to break up a five-and-a-half-year-long relationship. But if I'm honest, the past year and a half wasn't great, really. And my um, – and I should mention, I think it's relevant – I'm about to be 37. I'm a dark-skinned black woman. I'm in a larger body. And I'm really having trouble um, believing that, you know, I will find love again and believing that there is someone out there for me. And and I live in California. <laughs> I'm giving identifying information to so any of my friends. Do you listen to this? Whoa, 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 whoa. Anyway, um, I guess I just... I'm trying to figure out, like, when you know that you don't fit into what society deems attractive and, you know, you thought you found someone who was into you and then it turns out, you know, they fell out of love with you, how do you pick yourself back up? How do you say, you know, I'm body positive, I love myself, I'm not trying to do like a, I'm going to lose weight and blah, 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 but then I also know, like, society doesn't really like me. How do you wrestle with that, and how do you decide that you will find love if that's what you want, of course? Um, that's it. Thank you. Bye. And Mimi said there's also an addendum, Naomi. Oh, my gosh. This is Casey again. I just, um, like, 30 minutes later, I realized that it might have come off. Like I, Anyway, I, I don't want you to think I'm trying to say that, like, both of you are not traditionally attractive in society. I realize it could come off like I'm like, hey, other people who don't fit into society, give me advice. That's definitely not what I was implying. I think I just wanted, like, advice or, I don't know, insight. I don't know if you know anyone <laughs> who, like, isn't, you know, like a thin white or biracial person. Or even, you know, like a Naomi Campbell and Sounds Love. That's really what I was asking about. So I hope it didn't come off as, like, offensive. Anyway, just wanted to clear that up. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first of all, I do love Casey. Casey is a sister. I just feel like we are now family, Casey. (laughs) Both of those messages. Can I just say, based on your personality, like, you should have no problems. Well, let me take this first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, you don't want to hear what a white man has to say, Naomi? No, I'm going to say this because it's funny, you know, your um, addendum, Casey, where you're like, I don't want to imply that. But I guess as soon as you said, it's like, I felt that. I feel exactly what you're saying as a dark skinned black woman who is in a body that is bigger than what we're told a body is supposed to be. And I, I feel it doubly in an industry where. The body you're in, the color of your skin matters so much and it determines what work you get, how people view you. So so I understand this feeling. I understand, you know, you know, this sense. Um, there are a couple things, you know, and you're right. And also like where the world is not checking for us. It's funny because, you know, my birthday was back in December and I had been on the fence and not really wanting to do anything. And one of my friends, a black woman where she, she you know, she reminded me, she goes, Naomi, the world does not want us to live. You have to celebrate every year you make it. She was like, nobody's checking for black women. You've made it to 40. Live it up. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And so I also understand and agree with this. Fe- I understand this feeling of the world was not designed for me to 
have stability. Mm. The world was not set up. You know, we were we weren't necessarily taught that like we will get married and be comfortable and have a house and have all these like all the trappings of what's allegedly success. Um, and so, I, I guess I'm saying I'll just say first of all, basically, I see you. I am validating you. I hear you. Okay, first. Now, we gotta undo all of it. Like, you know, this idea of what do, what do I do to kind of bring myself back? I think, you know, the stuff you were saying where you're like, well, I'm almost 37, which I assume is, you know, you're telling us that because what you're trying to imply is that you're older. And so what is it to start a new relationship or find somebody? You know, I think that having relationships, finding the right people, first of all, also too, right? I guess you could say every relationship kind of fails. Like, like unless you die holding each other, like you literally, the one person passes away before you, the relationship ends. Like, no, Naomi, you and I are going to die holding each other. Fingers crossed. I hope so. Yes. But I think a lot, I guess my point being a lot of people break up, but breakups don't mean failures. You know what I'm saying? Like, not every relationship is forever. Depends. One person cheats on the other. Well, sure. That's a different kind of failure. That's different. But I'm saying like if you're saying like, the cheater is the failure. Exactly. But I'm saying if you are like, oh, the last, you said the last year and a half of that relationship wasn't great. So it was, it wouldn't have been a win to stay in that, to stay in something that you can say, I spent 18 months kind of like, meh. Longevity is not victory. Okay. Okay. Tell it. Tell it. Kissinger was a hundred years old (laughs) before his dusty ass kicked off this mortal coil. Okay. Hun, if that ain't a word, if that ain't a word. So let's not hold on to this idea. And, and, And again, I know what you're saying where you feel like it can be tough to find somebody, but I think the best thing you do, like for instance, again, I was younger when Andy and I got together, but when I got with Andy, I even felt I was was 16 and I I was a blushing. I was 42. Oh, you guys have a problem with age caps? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I was even at that point where I go, I don't think I'm ever going to find somebody who accepts all of me, who's going to get it, who's going to like also be funny and smart and weird. And like, you know, so I had not even been trying to date. So Andy, like I, I got to a point too where I was just like, all right, well, Maybe I'll just like hook up with people, but only people that I know that I won't get attached to. So they're not going to be great people to begin with. Like I was not (laughs) trying to date. So like when you and I write, like, and we say this a lot, we were friends. And I think, you know, one of the first things we got to do with dating is like, stop thinking about it as dating. Stop thinking about it as where am I going to find my true love? Because putting that pressure on yourself and any other person does not yield good relationship but that's where i'm going back just based on their voicemail they sound fun they sound lovely i know they're fun they're cool they're good they're exactly my sister that's what we've just established right but that's the thing this is not about whether or not this is this is a person who is quote-unquote good enough or worthy of love we already know right first of all a couple's therapy listener so number one already (laughs) better than most people and then hysterical and like honest and, and thoughtful. direct and thoughtful and kind so it's like i'm like that's not the question here what if you found out now now look all of our listeners, we love all of you. But what if we found out one of them was a serial killer? You know what? I might say they had a point. <laughs> it would depend on who they serial killer. I would love the. Uh, we uh, we're bringing up a character witness. Uh, they listen to this woman's uh, podcast, and so she says every listener is a good person. <laughs> 
They wouldn't listen to us when they were serial killing. I ain't got involved in that. No, actually, hold on. I want to fact check. <laughs> uh, I just want to point out that, uh, yes, I do. That's that's the you know, part of my, th- you know, I'm a little dextery, right? So I have my kill room, and I instead of playing music, I put a podcast on while I'm doing my chopping. He killed some Nazis? All right. Uh, I mean, <laughs> your honor, not guilty. Ma'am, that's not for you to say. <laughs> I just said not guilty. Can I go? Um, anyway, I... I think, uh, but the question about how you build yourself back up, it's like, it's all about, like, and I don't know, you know, again, you said it was meh for the last year and a half anyway. So you're also leaving something that wasn't really feeding your soul or lifting you up, right? It was comfortable. Maybe you were feeling like, oh, I'm at an age where I should stay with this person or, oh, this person really accepts all of me. So I should, so that should be enough. And it's like, now you actually get to do something very fun, which is like be self-centered, when you are single, like that's like, that's the thing. Like you now don't have to worry about what this person thinks, what this person needs, whether they want you to pick up food on the way home. You literally get to do whatever you want. And that is how you build yourself back up. You get selfish as hell. You chase what feels good. You, you know, take them walks go see that movie you wanted to see watch every tv show you had to wait until he was ready to see for y'all to watch together you know call up all those friends that you didn't get to see enough because y'all were all cozied up and booed up slash we was all in the house for two years like get back into all of those things because that's the stuff that's going to remind you that like there's hope in the world beauty exists people are kind and good and then that will then trickle down to when it comes to dating who do i want to date because mm. i think you gotta really be at the top of your confidence to engage in the dating game because dating is work it's a constantly introducing yourself to people and like being open but also being guarded also assessing them but also not really caring to like, it, it takes a lot so i think you gotta be as like confident and comfortable as possible in yourself should we start a dating app called yenta where okay, we okay, make the on. matches. Okay, okay, we, okay. We, you put your data in, Yep. and then we match people based on what we feel like. Okay, but here's the thing. Is that also now include, it includes an exchange of up to three messages. You see what I'm saying? Like, are we going to do the introductory chat? Because I think we do, because we got we to gotta weed out people who can't spell <laughs> or, like, are too, or rather too lazy to spell. You know what I mean? Like, we've got to kind of weed out a little baseline, and then we can connect these two. <laughs> so your baseline is spelling. Well, you know what I mean. When someone's just like, oh, like, you couldn't bother typing any word. You couldn't. It took you three days to respond. Like, all that kind of stuff where I'm like, oh, you're not serious. You're an unserious person. Are we liable if, like, we set someone up with a serial killer, though? You keep bringing it back to serial killers. And I'm going to say we can't be liable because it's not like we would know. Yeah. I mean, that's the risk you run with any dating app. I guess so. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess Bumble doesn't get sued if you get no. matched with uh, John Wayne Gacy Jr. You know I'm telling you to meet in a public <laughs> well-lit place. Okay, I'm not telling you to go to anybody's house. I love this guy. He's so funny. He's dressed like a clown. He loves clowns. <laughs> he loves clowns. <laughs> um, so I think it is. It's, it's selfishness. It's doing the things you want to do to build yourself back up. It's being around the friends who make you feel best. And it is also about getting really clear. You know, we had what Deborah Giovanni on mm-hmm. talking about how she got with her boyfriend where, she, you know, she had a friend tell her, like, make that list of all the stuff you want, even the stuff that feels silly. And like that can feel hokey. But I do think what is worth looking back on when your when your confidence is up, when you feeling yourself, when you're like, okay, yes, I'm living my best life, is what wasn't working about the previous relationship? 
that you want to make sure you do not recreate again? You know, was was there a dynamic? Was there uh, his behavior, your behavior? Like, what is the stuff where you go, I'm not doing that part again? And using that to sort of guide you into what you're looking for. Mm. I think that's a big part of it. And, you know, and maybe also too, because this is one thing I will say as we get older, right? And part of what I hear in in stating the age 37 is more and more people get coupled up and it's harder to meet people that casual way. But now you're also getting the divorcees. Okay. Well, that's so true now. Are- we could be finding a nice 52, a nice crisp 52 year old. Pacey. Joshua Jackson <laughs> breaking up with Jody Turner Smith is what you're saying. And yeah. So maybe Casey can be a Lupita. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I mean, Casey's Lupita to me. Yeah. But we're, yes, okay, you're, I understand what you're saying. Yes, 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 yes. But I also think, again, but that also goes, yes. But, I, but what I'm saying is, I think back in your 20s, you would like go to a party or go to a bar and you would chat up somebody or somebody would chat you up or, oh, we're all in the same house party. So we're de facto, you're not a stranger. And then you'll just kind of chat with somebody, make out with them in the bathroom and then exchange numbers. You don't do that once you get older and stop running these streets. Yes, so you that sounds do- exactly like my youth. <laughs> man, I was out in the East Village as a youth. I was out, <laughs> man. In the years after college, like in like on break, oh my God, but. Did you make it out in a bar bathroom? Not in a bathroom, but yeah, in bars. Really? Yeah. I come by my sex negativity, honestly. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was out. And I said, everybody calm down about it. I made it out in like house bathrooms, but never a bar or a bar bathroom. No, out in the bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. That was funny. There was someone I made out with, and I think I had to have been drunk or something. And then I guess I gave him my number. Then he kept texting me, and I was like, Who is this? And then he kept, every time he would go, We met at this thing. And I was like, Oh, please contact me over the small doses app. 45, 45 seconds every seconds. four days. Um, yeah, I think you gotta just you gotta go back to what were the good stuff, all the stuff you you know that you would put on hold or not do as much or not do as often because you were in a relationship. And I say that because I'm like I think we all do it. Like when you have someone around to hang out with, you naturally then are like, oh well, I don't need to do this other thing or need to go some other place. And also remembering that like a breakup is not a reflection on your value. And actually, I fully believe too when somebody you know looks you square in the face is respectful and honest about like I don't want to be in this anymore or I can't give you what you want that's actually a gift it's way better for somebody to do that than to cheat on you you know run out without a word or just like slowly detach and make you feel like you're losing your mind like you know and hopefully it didn't go any of those three ways I outlined so it's like this person gave you a chance to start fresh. And also, Casey, come on now. You a dark-skinned sis like me? You know black don't crack. 37 looking like 24. So let's not play. You are out here fine. Okay? You are fine. And I and as you said, it's you said it's like it's not about losing weight, it's not about that. It's like, but that's why I'm like, yeah, it's about getting back into you and what's the stuff that makes you feel good and what you like. And I think that like when you're out, because again, just in the voicemail, I said, she has the magic. She has the magic. Mm-hmm. So I think that when you're feeling yourself, you're going to attract people who want that. And then your work becomes assessing whether or not they're worth your time. That's just that. Well said. All right. Thank you. Let's do one last question. Okay. 
All right, Naomi, this last one comes to us anonymous from Gmail. Okay. Hi, Naomi and Andy. First time caller. Hey, I tried to do this via voicemail, but my jabber jaw went on for too long. (laughs) Let's see if I can be more concise here. I have this friend. Let's call him Tom. Tom and I have known each other for about five years. We met because we both do improv in our town. The entire time I've known Tom, he's had a girlfriend. They actually got engaged at some point. Last year, I got out of a long-term relationship. We lived together. I was crushed. And honestly, I'm still healing from that. Tom and his fiance broke up about three months after my relationship ended. Not gonna lie, I was pretty excited when I heard that news because I've been into Tom the entire time I've known him. But you know, he was always taken. Much like... Liam Neeson's daughter? (laughs) Continue. Over the last six months, Tom and I have gotten closer. I reached out when I heard about his breakup, and we were able to lament and share how our respective healing journeys were going. His process has been longer and harder than mine. He had to move back in with his parents after the breakup, and he is unemployed. He shared that he's not happy with the place he's in. We didn't hang out over this period, just checked in every so often. A couple of weeks ago, we actually hung out. I performed at a show he hosts, and I asked if he'd want to grab a drink after. We did, and it was really fun. It was a really fun late night where it became even more apparent to me that we would be great together. That night ended with him sharing that he would like to kiss me very badly, OMG, but that he was in an emotionally unavailable place and doesn't have the bandwidth to date, slash doesn't want to hurt me. This wasn't the first time he has shared something like this, so it didn't surprise me, but it did surprise me that he shared how attractive he thinks I am and how much he enjoys being around me. OMG again. The fact that this man is emotionally intelligent enough to set a damn boundary makes me like him even more. (laughs) Naomi, I'm looking over at you and you're... (laughs) Good to see you. We are still in contact. I'm actually helping him find a job with a company I work for part-time. He is always very supportive and kind to me. He checks in on important things going on in my life, so it feels like he's really interested. I'm certain that we would be great together, but I don't want to cross boundaries. I do, and I do want to respect where he is in his healing. However, goddamn, I am attracted to this man, and it seems to me he feels it too. So, I guess my question is, where do I go from here? Like I said, I'm oh. I'm also still healing and processing the love I have for my ex. I totally see how both of us working through the X files is a major reason to not jump into something new, but maybe if I reassure him, we could take things slow. Do I give up on this person? Do I take a leap of faith and share how I really feel? Or do I wait this shit out? Hope that he gets to a good place and ask me out. Thank you so much for reading and listening to two voicemails that ended abruptly. That thanks goes to Mimi. I appreciate you and feel that perfect balance of anxious, excited, nervous energy about this making it on the pod. You're both great, and congratulations on your wedding. With gratitude, Anonymous. Do we know Anonymous' pronouns? That's what I wanted to... That's what I'm scrolling I up. think she, her. Um, yes. Yes. She, her. Honey. <sighs> <laughs> Damn, we look just, as I was you reading know, that, I would I glance mean, up from the phone every once in a while to see your expression. And it was you know, <laughs> exasperated, I believe is the phrase. Two improvisers. Okay. <laughs> I said, if this don't take me back to the basement under Christides, that was the UCB theater. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know what does. Okay. A man living at home with his parents saying they want to kiss you, but can't be available. I said, that's a damn improviser. I said, if that ain't improv in a nutshell. Uh, do you want to do a Harold though? <laughs> Here's the thing. 
anonymous says, Tom told you. And what was I just saying in the, in the previous, with the previous caller? When somebody tells you they cannot show up for you, that is a gift. Tom said he does not have the bandwidth. And even though that makes you like him more, the reason why you like him more is because our standards are so low for men that we think a man just stating a fact <laughs> means that he has a deep soul. That's the problem we have to deal with as a society. Okay, because I'm going to say that right now. The Civil War ended in 1965. Oh my God. He oh my said God. a true thing. He knows things. He said and a true he shares thing. them openly. And, you know, I'm not saying, and okay, that's a little did bit I say of a 1965 or 1865? You said 1865. Good. That's what I thought. <laughs> I just panicked. I was like, wait, did I say 1965? Um. So, you know, and obviously I'm being a little harsh, but I do think the I do think that's the thing. I'm not saying that Tom's not a nice guy. I'm not saying that y'all don't have a connection. I'm not saying that like he couldn't be your man. He can't be that person right now. And I think it's way better to just stay the friends you have been for years and wait until he builds his life back up. I will say this. Do not date an improviser that is not in therapy. <laughs> Well, do not well, date an imp- So if he's hello. in therapy, if he's in therapy, but you got me into therapy, and I was well, no, but I also have life experience. Andy, I'm saying preach. I'm saying speak on uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Speak I on know. it. Oh, I tell thought it, you were. I thought it. you were lifting your hand up, like, oh, look, what, look what I did. Oh no, no, no. I'm saying <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> speak on it. So obviously, look, if if this person has life experience, that can make up sometimes for not being in therapy a little bit. You know, gives them a little bit of maturity. I'm just defending myself against what I'm saying. But do not date an improviser that is not in therapy. I think that is a I think that is a good rule of thumb. Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. No white after Labor Day. Never date an improviser uh, who's not in therapy. Do not date a white person after Labor Day. <laughs> well, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> um, no, I, I I think here's the thing. And again, and I'm not saying this like obviously I'm joking. I don't have any problem with somebody living with their parents. I don't have any problem with somebody who is between jobs. Yeah, of course. So this is not, I'm that's not saying that. That's not what we were saying. Yeah. I'm sh- I'm saying that this is somebody who, as a result of those things, is not where he wants to be. He's not feeling good about himself. And I think you. it's never good to start a relationship with somebody when they're not in their best place. You're already helping him find a job. And this is my other, this is my other thing, too. I want to make sure, can you be friends with him? Real legit friends without trying to make it datey if you can't if you're feeling like oh i want to kiss him oh my god da, da, you may have to step away for a month or two and you don't have to be cold or mean you just have to like not try to hang out not text him all the time like you might want to put up a little bit of a wall and give and let him do the things he needs to do for himself just because i'm but if you think yeah i can just be his friend and not try to play that angle then go ahead and keep being friends and hang out but i think you have got to um not try to make fetch happen could she be honest with him and say hey instead of instead of putting up a wall or even being you know creating distance or anything like that because then he would be like huh i wonder what's going on Mm -hmm. right could she say hey you know i'm really attracted to you i know you're not in the same place and it kind of hurts that that you know it kind of hurts and I, I need to like you know we can hang out every once in a while or stuff like that i don't i just don't want you i don't want to go away and you think like oh did i do something or something like that i mean i just wonder if just honesty in those things i i think you know i i had a crush on someone was it me <laughs> yes and it, it ended successfully in marriage yeah <laughs> i had a crush on someone 
after was it no it was towards the end of college and instead of saying something like hey i know you're not in like or, or instead of just asking them or something like that i just acted weird around them mm-hmm. until finally i had to like we sat we went to a diner and i'm like told them and they're like oh i'm not I don't think that way about you. And right. then we were just friends after that. Okay. Okay. And we were friends were... before that. I developed the crush. We had that talk. And then and then they're like, oh, I'm not into you. And I was like, all right, well. Well, okay. But here's the thing. First of all, yes. I think honesty can happen. However, the difference between your situation and this one is that he's already said, I want to kiss you and I like you. The thing is they have a mutual attraction. So I don't. So the reason why I'm nervous is I'm worried that if she puts it out there, then it's like, okay, well then let's have sex. Let's hook up. Let's whatever. But I think that, and that's why I don't want that to happen. Cause I think they have a better chance at having a relationship, which is what it sounds like she wants not to just hook up. You have a better chance of having that relationship. If you like, don't muddy the waters at a time when he is not where he wants to be in his life. Cause if he's, cause, cause sometimes I also think this, it can be very tricky when you get with somebody when they're low and then they get hot, hot, you know, they get, they improve. It just depends on someone's self-esteem. Cause a lot, cause I think so, some people like when you're really feeling terrible about yourself and then someone who wants you and then you're like, why do you want me? Now I like you less because I'm like, the loser who's not working and living at home. And so I think less of you. And that has to do with someone's own self-esteem. Like, I think some people don't, but I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people do. I think sometimes people will feel like, you know, you, they may, they may just like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. I've never, I guess I've never had like, Oh, you like me. I've never had that. What are you talking about? I like you. Yeah. That's appropriate. <laughs> I'm a, wow uh, i'm a catch <laughs> what are we simone biles and her husband i mean I think, <laughs> yeah i'm i'm the i'm the great one i, I mean, don't know no, i didn't even know who she was i didn't i didn't know anything <laughs> um no i but i think for instance like i know when you weren't working when we got together yeah remember like there was a part of me that was like well does he really like me or am i just the girl willing to come to brooklyn yeah no and like i think for instance if he's like i live with my parents i don't have a job you know he he's already said he doesn't feel good about himself i don't know if you want to be the person who sets yourself up to be like his fixer because i don't necessarily know if that's the kind of relationship you want to have like that's not what that's not the kind of romantic relationship you want to have with somebody a relationship where like you are the one building him back up yeah when he's he's got to build himself back up and then y'all can hang out I just think when I, when it comes to the honesty thing, I think that changing the way you act with someone, whatever that means, like I'm going to call them 80% less or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Often, I don't know about often. I'll say this for me. When that happens, I start to question like what's going on. No, I get what you're saying. I guess I just don't want the conversation. I just don't want them to have some big conversation about like, I have a crush on you and I have a crush on you. And now we become like tor- torturous in love people. Uh-huh. And you have a little, so- I think it can be, I think it can be something to effective like, hey, I'm developing feelings for you, but you've said you're not in a good place. So I think it's best to protect my, like for myself, if we talk a little less until, it, you know, until you, until you are in, in, a, in the right place and just kind of keep it loose like that, you know, but not, I just don't want to belabor this whole, like, I really like you and I've been thinking about you yeah. and nah, 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 like, yeah. it can be like that or, but it's just like really 
you know, may, I mean, you're right. Maybe, maybe, maybe her telling him that might give him like the kick he needs to be like, okay, let me get out of mama's house because I'm trying to have a girlfriend or something like that, you know, but wait, I'm sorry. He's living with Vicky Lawrence. <laughs> Don't get, that sounds hilarious. Don't leave that house. Actually, no, no, no. He's, I'm, I'm sorry. He's in big mama's house. He's living with Martin Lawrence. Oh, oh, oh. He's with Martin Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have Vicky Lawrence and Martin Lawrence ever done a, a vehicle together? I'm just full of ideas tonight. Andy, this is too much, actually. You're going to break Hollywood. You're going to break Hollywood with all these ideas. Down by Lawrence? I know it's not spelled the same, but... Down by Lawrence? <laughs> a, I think there's a Jim Jarmusch film called Down Andrew, by Lawrence. Andrew, now you've lost it. It's about accessibility. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, famous indie film director Jim Jarmusch is not accessible? But then also the name of his movie <laughs> that I have to then know that you're punning to combine Martin Lawrence and Vicky Lawrence. Let's see here. Down by Law. Down by Law, 1988 comedy. Yes, Jim Jarmusch. Yep. So Starring Roberto Benigni I would and like, Tom Waits. <laughs> this is what I live with, y'all. Is that you will be talking, there will be a reference that Andy and I watch a movie, he spent half that damn movie on IMDb trying to place every actor he done seen. Okay? This man cannot focus. And you love me for it. Or despite it. I was going to say, for it? <laughs> it's part of the package, baby. Um, Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. is I mean, is this what you're asking? See, we'd be getting off and then I forget what the original question was. But, um, no, yeah, I think, I think you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't get in a relationship with Tom right now. Not if you would like that to be an actual relationship at some point. And you, it, the fact is, too, like, you guys have been friends for a lot of years. You were both in relationships, and then you weren't. Like, what? what's a few more months? How about To this? just, like, give it some time for him to get back on his feet and get back to feeling right. Start an indie improv group together. Don't you ever encourage someone to do improv. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Can I insert a slap? Sound effect in there? Yes. <laughs> you yes. How dare you? How dare you ever tell someone to start an indie improv, an indie improv group. group? Do all your scenes together and make them very physical. And that's how you'll get that energy out. Okay. So then you won't, yeah, have that desire. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because you can air hump him on <laughs> in the stage of a black box theater in front of 20 people. God, Andy, you're not trying to help this year. <laughs> You said, hey, you said 2024 is a year. It's a year. It's a year. It's a year. I'm trying to deliver a year energy, okay? <laughs> you are, but then you're also coming through with some of the top Hollywood pitches I've ever heard. Because Hollywood's back, baby. <laughs> Hollywood's back. <laughs> and they need IP pitches. They need IP pitches. They Andy. do. That's all they want. Aren't they making a damn Barney the Dinosaur yep. movie? We also got to, okay, look. Michelin Man has got to be in there. Okay. Okay. So it's got to be, it can't yeah. just be serial mascots. I know, but also like the Pet Boys. <laughs> they aren't people. Bob's Big Boy. Oh my God. He's the big bad. I think Big Boy should be the big bad guy. He's too jolly. No, that like ski jump hair. And I think the Simpsons on. already did one of the trios of horrors. The Their takeoff on Bob's Big Boy mascot becomes comes alive. And he's, he's like the... Uh, <sighs> Stay puffed marshmallow man. Andy, like every white man over 40, brings it back to the Simpsons. <laughs> the graining principle, in effect. The graining principle. Uh, well, you know what, Andy? What? What? 
my it dear. It was nice to start the year off just us. It was. This was really fun. This was good. I would also like follow-ups. I would like follow-ups, okay? I'd like to hear about what's going on with Tom once you hear this episode. Casey, you got to tell me what's going on with you. What's making you feel good? Anonymous. Let's hear, okay. let's hear what you have to say, Anonymous. Anonymous. Everybody, I need to hear it. Tell us. Because you. I'm out here giving, giving you the best that I got, honey. Like Anita Baker. So I'm going to need you to, to follow up and tell me. Tell me what's going on with you. Tell me how you're living. And remember, we're all doing our best to be anonymously iconic. Next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.